The Science of On The Money Show. We, on a Tuesday night, like to look at issues that are complicated, issues that we don't always explore because we don't have the time, but things that go on behind the scenes in business is always so interesting. And one of those things is what retailers know about you? What do they know about me? What do they know about our shopping patterns? How do they get that information? And more importantly, how do they use that information? I'm joined this evening by Quentin Jacobs. He's Managing Director of Aztec South Africa. You are, what, the big brother of the shopping industry. You spy on us every <laughs> step of the way, Quentin. I suppose you could say that, yeah, Bruce. No, um, no, seriously, I mean, I could put your mind at ease immediately just to let you know that the data that we work with is not very uh, – to the granular level where we look at individuals and we see what they buy and chase them up um, at, uh, to their homes and, and <laughs> trying to look in their dustbins and things like that. Uh, our, our data is basically aggregated up into a form where it's useful for the manufacturers and the retailers to use. So, um, in other words, so we would group people together in, or better known as, as segmentation, and and look at people in terms of, uh, say, their their buying habits. Or, okay. You know, the traditional way is to look at people in demographics, mm-hmm. but uh, and that's we, where LSM come from. Mm, so LSM mm. one to four would tend to buy this brand. LSM four to six, this one six to eight, that, and eight and above. Correct. Would yes. buy a brand Y. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, give, give me a sense, please, because we have this impression that the retailers know what we're thinking <laughs> rather than just what we're buying. Um, yeah. th- there's some data uh, gatherers who would suggest that you can predict when a divorce is going to happen in a family because buying patterns in families change. Is that even vaguely true? N- not at all. Not, uh, not at, at least not in South Africa. I d- I, maybe there's some developed countries where where things are, are uh, uh, you know further ahead in terms of um, analysing people's behaviour and and they've got uh, you know neuroscientists uh, looking at people when they walk into the store. Even though the, the, some of that technology is available in South Africa, but it's certainly not to the point where uh, you can predict uh, somebody's behaviour outside of the store. It's all about uh, predicting people's behavior inside of the store and how they how they will uh, how they shop and how they uh, probably will shop in future. Macro for decades has had a, a card, ostensibly mm. uh, because it was a wholesaler. You had to be a member and you had to have a card. Absolutely. Um, and that card system has persisted very mm-hmm. annoyingly. You cannot shop at Macro without uh, a card with your number and your name on it. Mm. And um, we've seen Pick and Pay in the last couple of years introduce their Smart Shopper card. The aim of this is to gather information information about the way in which I spend my money. Correct, yes. And and the way that that use, uh, information is being used is basically to the benefit of the consumer. Or that, that uh, or the, 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 to the benefit of the consumer. I got Nick yeah. Badminton, the former chief executive of Pick and Pay, once to admit that it was purely for their benefit. Mm-hmm. They gave you a couple of yeah, points, well, but they get the data on you and your patterns. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, uh, obviously, the, uh, the end goal is still for, for, for businesses, retailers and manufacturers to be profitable, to to grow their businesses, um, uh, but it's uh, uh, shoppers have also become smarter um, over the, of the last few years, especially exposure to the internet and a lot more choices that they have. So um, you have to talk to uh, shoppers in their own language. You have to understand who they are, uh, what they buy, why they buy, how they would respond to different kinds of um, le- uh, levers that you pull. How do these questions get answered by my? 
filling up a trolley full of stuff and then swiping a piece of plastic at the end of the shopping experience or halfway okay. through the shopping experience or however way it works. Okay. I try not to be too technical. Um, Watch my eyes. If you glaze, <laughs> you've lost us. Yeah, but no, no danger there. I'm not, I'm not, we've got much smarter people in our business that do the <laughs> analytics than me. So, um, But basically, uh, your card is, is, is associated to your ID number or you have a shopper card, a unique ID number. And every time you shop, that data is captured. And, and then over time, we can start seeing a pattern in, in the way that you shop. Now, I'm talking about you personally, but sure. obviously I'm talking about a group of people. So we never see individuals. So again, just uh, so calm wait, down on that. Uh, so why are you not interested in my individual basket? So uh, th- th- this is an, an area that we personally as Aztec uh, is not uh, really um, associated or is not something that we do is something called CRM or direct marketing. So some of the, the manufacturers are starting to play in, in that field. So us and macro not doing uh, that, uh, even though macro has the capability of, of sending the right emails to the right people. So in other words, th- th- that's another benefit where you won't I would get- have thought that that was the purpose, though. You, you mm. give me the card so that you can see that I happen to like, I don't know, Shivers Regal, for example, if yes. you're doing a special on Shivers Regal. Ping, I get an SMS yep. to say, hey, Bruce, do you know that we're doing it at 5% discount this week? Correct. But and, that's not happening. And, and that, that, that is where the um, evolution is still taking place. I think it's early days in South Africa in terms of shopper marketing. Um, the, you know, outside of ourselves, some of the other retailers are working with other suppliers to, to, to get this right. Um, but, you know, so pick and, you mentioned pick and pay with a, their shopper card and the points system where they're trying to um, also learn from people um, in terms of how they how they shop and also how they redeem points uh, and and then to to sort of hone the the targeting as as they as they progress but um, so what I, I what you're doing is you're taking a bulk of data in a particular store Correct. or along product lines how does mm-hmm. that work to try and get an idea of what people who live within five kilometers of store Y in the northern suburbs of Joburg are buying? Yeah. So uh, I can speak for um, us and and our partnership with Macro. You know, people talk about big data. Uh, Basically, in this case, we're talking about transactional data. That transactional data is split into two components. The one is to look at the baskets and see how many baskets are being sold, how many, how big are those baskets uh, in rand terms as well as in a number of items. Um, And you can start understanding when one um, um, item is in a basket, how big is the basket versus, so my brand versus your brand, how many, uh, you know, how big are those baskets? So how valuable are each one of those customers to the retailer? Um, obviously, that, that the re- retailers would use that. To- what is the purpose of this information? Why would I bother mm. to gather this general information? Um, this information uh, between the manufacturers and the retailers, they use this information to, to learn more about their shoppers together and then create a win-win situation between the two of them where they grow the category where they grow their mutual businesses so 300 gram tins of baked beans sell more than the 600 gram tins so Mm. why should tiger brands bother making the 600 gram tins for delivery to this place let's just stock them pile them high with 300 gram tins for heaven's sake correct and and that 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 obviously is in very simple terms but there's 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 ways that you can then differentiate in different shoppers so that you don't just target that one group of people that are looking for the 600 you also make sure that you cater for, for maybe another group of shoppers that are more valuable because they spend more in other areas in the store. Uh, and, and, I mean, this is, 
I just I'm, I'm picturing a macro store in my mind, for mm. example, and these things are two rugby fields in size. Yeah, I mean there yeah. is an extraordinary array of product. Um, people go in because they might see an ad for a bry that they like. Yeah, and so they go in and they buy the bry, and then yeah. they go, oh, actually, I might want a desk chair, actually, and and they sort of get sucked into this web. Yeah. Um, and before they know it, they've come, they've left. Personal experience teaches us this. Um, <laughs> with five items, four of which they didn't go there to buy in the first place, um, and and that's. Yeah. I suppose how the concept of the special works yes, as well. And, and the beauty about um, a macro is that you actually have two types of shoppers there. You have the retail shopper, but we also have information about uh, the traders. So we can also see people going into the store, which, uh, you know, which in the old days was the, the old wholesale concept where they, they buy it in order to go and resell it um, and, and their little uh, spas or shops or house shops or whatever they have. Does that tradition persist? Uh, oh yes, um, we still apart. Um, so just to go back, the, how we collect a lot of in this, uh, inf- information as well in the, the shoppers that we analyze, we take. We've got a, a, a database now of eighty thousand macro um, card holders, and those eighty thousand people we we track on a month. Well, it's actually on a day to day basis. We can see how they they are shopping. Seventeen thousand of those are actually traders, um, which is unique. Seventy. 1717 seven. okay yeah um, out of the 80,000 are traders so that gives us a unique perspective on on the the bottom end because the traders are actually like a proxy sure. for for the bottom end so you can benchmark those two uh, the retailers and the traders beautifully together and see just how different they are and uh, we've recently done a presentation just showing those differences which are actually very interesting we're going to talk about that in just mm. a moment the science of the shopping yeah on the money show this evening 0214460567 the thing that always fascinates me about going shopping, in particular when you go shopping from about September when Christmas starts, no, maybe I'm being unkind, um, <laughs> but from about mid-November or whatever it is, the stores are packed, the warehouses are full. Yeah. It is almost as if... Mm. the managers of these stores know exactly what it is we are going to want, how much of it we're going to want, and just when we're going to want it. Yeah, I think people are basically creatures of habit. So previous data is usually a good predictor of what's, what is going to sell again this year. But but there are also ways and means to, to test data or, or test little promotions in the store. And, and because our data that we that we deliver back to, to Macro is so current, it, they can literally have large Last week's sales uh, this week. So th- they can tweak promotions to make sure that, that it is hitting the, right, the sweet spot. It is talking to the right people and you're getting the return in sales that, that you want. I'm told Whitey Besson can know um, what his Musenberg checkers did in terms of, uh, in terms of Portuguese rolls, for example, this morning. Yes. I mean, yeah. is, the, is the, that data that efficient yeah. that a chief executive of a company can drill down to that level of detail yeah. from a head office? I believe so, uh, especially a company like ShopRite is very sophisticated in, the, in their systems. Um, and some of the other top-end retailers in South Africa, most of them could probably do that, yes. How does that affect the way in which they run their businesses? Because it should make them more efficient. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, I think it, especially on, for instance, on the on the buying side, um, you know, it, it, to to make sure that that you you stock the right kind of products, that you're at the right price, that you distribute it sufficiently across the market. Those are the kind of things that that are the basics of retail, and it's still the most important things that that needs that a that a retailer needs to get right. And then on top of that is is coming the kind of uh, information that we're talking about now is. To to understand the shopper and what are the the hot buttons of the shopper, what's going to make them change, switch from one brand to another. I haven't uh, got the email that was sent to me by a very angry woman who couldn't find a particular, I think it was a brand of cornflakes or something, yes. in her local, and it was again, ShopRite in Seapoint or wherever it was, and she was absolutely furious, telling me how the world of uh, retailers gone to pot and how none of these guys actually know what's going on in their businesses, how they're all completely useless, and how they should all be shut down, and we should go back to the old corner shop, where you had somebody who actually understood what their customers wanted. Theoretically, the stuff you do mm. should make a two-hectare macro operate like an old-fashioned cafe did in the 1970s. Yeah, I think I think you're 100% right. The old-fashioned cafe, that that retailer understood every customer that walked in the door. He had relationships with them. And he him. didn't he spoke need data. Them. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, we've come a long way since then. And, and like you were talking about, the the, the massive warehouse of that are, the macro store is that, it, that it, those personal relationships are just not possible anymore. No. So now, it, you know, you are, rel- are reliant on big data. What have you found in this research that has blown your socks off? Because yeah. you've been doing this data collection thing for yeah. decades. Yeah, I, th- I think we, you know, there's a lot of things that we, we know, um, as I was saying about, uh, you know, when we look at the trader data is that, um, you know, it's a proxy for the bottom end. So there's a lot of things that we know about the, the, the bottom end of the market and a lot of things that we think we know about the, mm. the, bo- the bottom end. But, um, you know, so I, I think, uh, you know, the thing that's, that's very interesting interesting to me is to, uh, uh, when when you look at the retailers in macro versus the traders um, just how different their shopping baskets are you know uh, the, the the trader is almost um, is in a very strong influencer of what people buy because if he's going to pick the one one brand only per category that is what his consumers are going to have as a choice in his stall in his little shop that he's he's putting out so um that that i think how is, does that change the way the retailer treats or the wholesaler in this case treats mm. the retailer the reseller yeah um i i think that's that is that is why it's so critical to understand the the differences um you know, so that you provide those those um, uh, traders, for instance, you provide them good good pricing. When when you put, for instance, your packaging, you put shrink wraps on on the shelf. That the shrink wraps are actually cheaper than the individual items. It sounds like a simple concept, but often that it's, it's, that doesn't even happen. It's disarmingly simple. Yeah, yeah. And and so uh, uh, the 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 traders are actually very smart business people. Of course, you know they they come there and they they'll see that the individual items. So they'll just pull all the the individual items. In the t- into the trolley and walk out it's the door. It's one way to get a plastic bag out of macro <laughs> is to buy the stuff that's been shrink-wrapped yeah. Um, yeah. on this. Are we seeing rapid technological advances in this field of data 
collection and allocation yeah. and the analysis of this information. It has to be, has to be. You know, it's like da- big data uh, in all industries. The FMCG industry is no different. Um, but it's 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 not just about the collection of this data. It's also how to manage it, and and that's where uh, retailers, most retailers, don't have the capacity to do that themselves. That's not their business. That's not what they do. They they are retailers. They sell products. So that's where somebody like us mm-hmm. would come in and help them simplify that data so that they can make the right decisions, uh, strategic decisions. And are they getting it right? Yes, I, th- I think a lot of retailers. The lady in the CLSC point. I can't speak for you, 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 you can't, I suppose you can't also take the human element out of it. We like to think mm. that the data will solve everything. Oh, yes, yes. But ultimately, if, if the person who's managing the data or analyzing the yes. data gets it wrong, well, then the data is pretty well, worthless. Exactly. And that's, and that's where I, I believe a company like ours adds a, a tremendous amount of value because we've got such world-class analytics. Sorry? Have you got it wrong before? Uh, I suppose you do get it wrong, but uh, that's why you just uh, you know make sure your contract is very tight that uh, that you're not held responsible for any decisions that are made. Well, we will t- <laughs> we will test Grant Patterson uh, on on Thursday night. You've yeah. got uh, MassMart results. The share price of MassMart has come under a huge amount of pressure. Mm. Has the Walmartification of MassMart made a big impact on the way in which they run their business? I, th- I think it's been uh, a slow process. It, it's not come overnight like a, a lot of people thought, um, but it certainly is starting to to show. There's a lot. Of areas where there's um, big influence from Walmart and and data is one of them. Uh, Walmart runs their business on data globally, and that influence is certainly very much uh, on in the spotlights in in MassMart at the moment as well. Quinton Jacobs is the managing director of Aztec South Africa.